Let's uh, let's spend a little time talking about the Bengals. Our guy Solomon Wilcott's uh, yes, Emmy uh. award-winning broadcaster. Now with the Believe Podcast Network, Believe in Bengals. And I think Solomon didn't blame Bishop do your show today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Blaine was awesome, man. Came on our Believe in Bengals podcast with myself and Adam Pac-Man Jones, who was a former Titan himself. And, yeah, we had a great time um, previewing the upcoming matchup this weekend. Looking forward to it, man. And and I was just sitting here thinking uh, as we were getting ready to come into this segment, I was thinking back to two off-seasons ago when, when the Bengals were preparing to draft Joe Burrow and, and just thinking about how far away from this moment I, I thought, and I'm sure everyone did, uh, that they were. And, and here they are, maybe ahead of schedule. I don't know, but this is a fun team to watch, and I'm sure you've had a great time all season watching Joe Burrow and those guys throw that ball around. Oh, listen, guys, I think everybody, when we watched Joe Burrow with the LSU Tigers during – the 2019 season, I think we knew we were watching something special. Mm -hmm. We just weren't sure how it would translate um, at the NFL level. And working with Pro Football Focus, um, we were able to look at the metrics and all the measurable items that really correlate to playing well in the NFL. In other words, he's the number one rated quarterback against pressure when blitz, right? The guy is number one in terms of, He's the only quarterback this season to complete 70% of his passes, yep. uh, have the highest quarterback passer rating. Well, those numbers are exactly where, where he led in college and what he did <laughs> when he was at LSU to win a championship. So uh, the guy, is the, how quickly he has done it has surprised most of us. Yeah, last six games that he's played, 75% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. And it's crazy the stats that you just read, right? Because, like, usually high completion percentage guy is a guy like Tua who throws the ball four yards down the field. But Joe Burrow pushes the ball down the field and still completes a high percentage of balls. That that dude's going to be special, man. I don't need to tell you that. I think he already is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. He leads, and that, to your point, he led the league. He, he led all quarterbacks in um, yards per attempt, 8.9 yards. That means for every time he attempts to throw the ball, it's almost a first down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you're right to be able to do that and lead the league in completion percentage. Think yeah. about Drew Brees, who typically led the league in completion percentage, his yards per um, pass attempt was much lower. In fact, he ranked uh, near the bottom of the league in that in that category, but mm-hmm. completed a high percentage. Um, so that tells you he's pushing it down the field, throwing it further, but still has the highest percentage. That's deadly, guys. I, I'm just telling you right now, I don't know that we've ever seen this before. Yeah, you got that, uh, Solomon. Then, then you come back after he gets hurt and you put him with a guy that he's familiar with in Jamar Chase. Now, what what kind of code, cheat code is that that you, that you got to pin, pin him up with? Yeah, we call that advanced learning, right? <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you get to come in and doing some of the things that they're able to do so quickly to mm-hmm. hit the ground running, no one could have predicted it. I could tell you right now, you watch them doing the preseason. This is, this, let this be a lesson for you guys. You probably already know it anyway. Preseason means nothing. Yep. Joe Burrow only took one snap, and he didn't look good doing it. Um, and, 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 Kate, and Chase didn't look good in the preseason. He dropped everything they threw to yep. him. <laughs> yep. People were writing so, them off. Uh, that's right. So mm-hmm. it told us nothing about what we can anticipate for the upcoming season. These guys do have a history together, as you already put it. Mm-hmm. 
I do believe that Jamar Chase, for having sat out the entire 2020 season, um, it, it was a little slow start for him. But this guy uh, is a phenomenal player in his own right. I, I think where they really connect, they have the same expectation for what they want to achieve in their own careers. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, when he was drafted, he said, I'm going to break records. I mean, he said it. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's done. You know, uh, he's got the, the most receiving yards in the Super Bowl era for a rookie. That's like the last 55 years, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it's, in, it's incredible with what both of these guys are doing and the confidence that they have in their, in their game. Solomon Wilcott's uh, with us, uh, former Cincinnati Bengals safety. Yeah, wide receivers, man. They, they've got that different mindset sometimes, that different personality type sometimes. Yeah. And, and I know uh, you, you spent a career uh, defending guys like that, um, so I know you can appreciate uh, what you're seeing out there at the wide receiver position from the Bengals. Let's go back to that Raiders game real quick. I was entertained just watching the ball, you know, but – why, why was that game? Why did that game come down to Derek Carr with a chance in a goal to goal situation? Clearly, because I, the Bengals did not take advantage of, uh, of of the red zone possessions they right. had. Um, they could have done maybe better in that era. In that area, also, uh, this is the only game in NFL playoff history where both kickers. Uh, made uh, four or more field goals, both kickers. You know, Carlson kept them in it. And um, the rookie, Evan McPherson, really proved to be the difference maker here. I mean, a guy who made four field goals, you know, that's 12 points. Yeah. So without him, he's a rookie, by the way. <laughs> without him, you might say the Bengals did not do enough in the red zone to even win the game, but – Obviously, they were able to convert with field goals, not touchdowns. And then at the end of the day, guys, turnovers are always a true indicator. So the fact that it came down to that play, uh, I don't know that the Bengals have to apologize for it. It was a it was a great defensive play. We can think of a lot of games that were won, uh, with whether it's a goal line stand or somebody on the defense closing it out. you got to play complimentary football. And so I, I'm okay with that. I really am. Yeah, and that's tough too. I mean, because of uh, you know the, the the fact that Cincinnati hadn't won a playoff game in so long. You know, Bengals fans were just sitting there, um, you know, hoping <laughs> for the best in that situation. And and Derek Carr on fourth and goal throws it to the two yard line, which is great into double coverage. But uh, uh, so so how pumped, how jacked Solomon is that city for for this opportunity yeah. because they're a win away from the AFC title game. Yeah, from playing in that game. Yeah, listen. You know, they've got to go up against the number one seed, Tennessee Titans, who are formidable in my mind because they are so good on the offensive and defensive line. But, listen, no one expected this for the Bengals but Joe Burrow. And when speaking to the press today, you should hear what he had to say. He said, look, um, you go back to the preseason, he, he said this was their goal, to win a division, go to the playoffs and win. That's what he said. And then today when they talked to him, he says, look, get used to this. He said, this is the new standard because this is what we're going to be doing from now on. When I tell you, man, this guy, the way that he carries himself, it's not even cocky. It's almost prophetic Mm -hmm. the way that he and Jamar Chase, the way they communicate, because they really are humble young men, but they have such confidence in themselves. 
they're trying to lift the franchise, and with that, they're trying to lift the city that's not used to this. Yeah. And so, so, um, but you know, if they hadn't done it before, you would think they were cocky. But because they have done it before, and now they've done it so immediately, um, they're winning over this town, and it's—I can tell you—so much excitement. That place was rocking. Paul Brown Stadium was rocking last week, and now they got to prove they can go and do it on the road. Mm-hmm. You and I both know in Nashville they're going to be rocking, and this is a young Cincinnati Bengals team. They've got to be able to go into the Lions' den. And and, and Solomon, if you had to point to one thing, I think when you're speaking about the Cincinnati fans, man, they've always been right there on edge looking for something to, you know, and live up to the expectations, but something just to put them over the hump and be like, man, that's it right there. They want to get behind something. They got something in, in the Cincinnati Bengals team led by Joe Burrow. But if you had to point to an Achilles heel for this team, what do you think, what, what do you, what do you go to automatically? It's the offensive line. I think it's well known. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why, you know, Joe Burrow's season ended a year ago way too soon and ended traumatically, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, But that kid bounced back so quickly, and, you know, he still is the most sacked quarterback during the 2021 season. How do you achieve those numbers? Like what he had still be the most sacked quarterback. And it ain't because he's holding on to it too long. Yeah. He, he He's made the unblocked defender miss more times than I can count. Well, that number would be even much higher. This is coming off a reconstructed knee. The guy is such a great competitor. He's an outlier. He's an overachiever behind an underachieving offensive line. And when you're going up against the likes of of Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry, (laughs) guys, and, you know, Harold Landry, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, everybody in Cincinnati, we wait and hold our breath when he (laughs) drops back behind this offensive line. Now you know why there was this. This huge talk, right, and huge division. Should they take the receiver or should they take the mm-hmm. offensive lineman? Because now you can see, even though we took the receiver, the offensive line hadn't gotten any better. It's still <laughs> uh, a perilous area for this team. And the fact that they've been able to overcome it, I think it speaks volumes, right, yeah. to the skill set, to the talent of the, of the five uh, skilled players on this football team. Solomon Wilcox with us, great player, great broadcaster. Um, so it, I think it's an interesting matchup, Solomon, in in terms of style of play offensively, right? Like I think the Titans certainly want to pound the rock and, and establish a physical style, whereas the Bengals want to hit those explosive plays in the pass game. Does it simply come down to which style wins out? I, I do believe it because, and it's not that, Cincinnati Bengals, one thing I love about their coach, Zach Taylor, he understands that this offense goes through Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. Trust me when I tell you that. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with Joe Mixon. Um, he is not just some guy that is on the roster and, hey, he'll be there if we need him. Uh, nope. It goes through him. And, you know, uh, Joe Burrow will tell you that. All the other guys will tell you that. And his numbers, I think, support that storyline. Um, so, but it's just that you and I both know the Titans, they're built differently. The offensive line, there's assets there. Their defensive line, there's assets there. Um, the quarterback is a is an afterthought, and this is a run-first team that leverages their ability to pound the rock. And even after Derrick Henry left, 
it they leaned into the run game even more. They yeah. had a higher run percentage than they did when Derrick Henry was healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, the numbers dictate that. But So there is a contrast in styles. I just think one offense and the Bengals have a greater degree of versatility. They can lean on the run game, which they've done in many games, but they also can lean on the pass game if they have to. But they want to be balanced. They want to run the ball and play keep away from a defense, and then they want to use that run game to set up big shots in the pass game. Love it, man. Always love the visits, uh, Solomon. Appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, we, we ran into Blaine today. He said he had a great time with you and Pac-Man on that, yeah, no on doubt, that podcast. Man. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you. Uh, we always love uh, being on with you. We greatly appreciate it. And, um, you know, anytime you guys need anything, uh, just let me know. And uh, I, I hope you guys uh, wanted to know a little bit about what we're here to promote. So uh, whenever you uh, want me to come on to do that, let me know. No, go for it. Nah, man. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> let it loose. Well, uh, you know, I, I work with a lot of pharmaceutical companies and, and people that really do a lot for guys like us who are athletes and we get beat up. We beat up our bodies. But, you know, I work with uh, Dr. Kevin Stone, and he's the author of a book. It's called Play Forever, and it's really about how to recover from injuries and thrive. Anyone who's ever played any kind of sport, had surgery, uh, the rehabilitation process can be very difficult. And if you've gotten to be our age and you've had joint replacement or, you know, uh, cartilage repair, ACL repair, getting back to golfing or skiing or whatever it is you do to enjoy your life is very critical that we learn how to stay active in our lives, in our second career. So just go to www.stoneclinic.com, and you can learn how to live your better life and how to really maintain the mentality of an athlete where we're continuing to train and perpetually setting goals for improvement. So thank you for giving me the space. To yeah, do absolutely. Stoneclinic.com. I know there are a lot of people listening that uh, mm-hmm. need to head to that website. Uh, thank you for uh, – uh, the window there, uh, Solomon. Appreciate you, man. Okay, now take care, guys. All right, All right. Solomon Wilcox, man, what a great player he was for the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals.